0: Hey, everybody, this is Keegan Scott, the owner of the Magic Skull Bus and the 2019 Flog Champion, and you're listening to the Flogcast Network. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. Yes, this is the Flogcast Network. Jay Ruff in the house today. We are back from another week of fantasy football. I am joined by our commissioner, Scotty Benzine. How's it going, Scotty?
1: Uh, it's going great. Not as good as I've been feeling the last few weeks after just getting steamrolled in the flog matchup. Mm. But um, mm. hey, when you're going up against a guy who sets the career high scoring record for the league, um, not <laughs> much you can do about that.
0: Not much. No, you're right. Not much you can do. And also, if you know you having all the Saints, I mean, not Saints, Chiefs players, and them just destroying their competition this week. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's uh, Patty Mahomes didn't really have to do much, but and that's why your scoring was that low uh, with 122 points or whatever like that. Uh, we can we can go over more of that later um, in the game, the Chiefs game. But we had we had a few decent games this week, Scotty. Pretty entertaining games. And of course we 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 have to we have to start with my my team did not play. They had a bye, but both of your teams, Scotty, went off. I mean, or competed, <laughs> and, uh, the Buccaneers, let's start with the Buccaneers digging right into it. Uh, the Buccaneers destroyed the Las Vegas Raiders, 45-20. to um, Scotty, tell us what you th- thought about this game. Um,
1: watching it, I mean, it was similar to last week where their opponent got off to a quick lead, got out ahead early in the game, and I was thinking, oh, man, this is going to be a long day. Uh, maybe the Bucs are frauds. They're not looking good. And then by the time the fourth quarter came around, they were just pooping on him. And mm-hmm. yeah, it came away with a 45 to 20 victory. Um, and looking at that final score, it doesn't really tell the story of uh, this game was pretty competitive in the first half. Um, it went into halftime 21 to 10. But yeah, Las Vegas, their first drive went right down the field, scored a touchdown. Um, I think they forced a three and out on Tampa Bay shortly after and I was thinking oh man this is tough but you know what Tom Brady and those Mm. weapons on that offense getting going moving the ball and um, that defense clamping down when it needed to
0: right absolutely Tom Brady is going absolutely nutty Uh, four touchdowns 369 yards Um, you didn't mention the receiving game another thing we haven't uh, talked about the new addition uh, here soon Um, Antonio Brown I don't think he's signed yet, Scotty, but he is rumored to be signing with the Buccaneers, which gives Tom Brady another option with a Godwin Evans. Gronk is doing well now. Um, and then Scotty Miller had over 100 yards and a touchdown. Uh, are you happy and pumped up about AB joining?
1: Or not? Uh, happy isn't the right word to describe it. Um, ecstatic uh. would be. Uh, he did sign. Um, Over the weekend It was a one year One million dollar deal And then he's got the chance uh, With some incentives for yards And touchdowns and catches And if they win the Super Bowl He can make up to 2.5 million So we knew all about The saga of Antonio Brown last season Where uh, with the Raiders And then the Patriots And a big thing for him was I want money, I want to get paid All this, yada, yada, yada Well, looks like he's putting that aside for the chance at a Super Bowl this year because he took a very low deal. I'm sure other teams would have offered him more money, but we know that he wants to play with Tom Brady. He wants to win, and, hey, the guy is an absolute stud. If he's going to put aside all that crap and the stuff he brings outside of the football field, um, if he can put that aside and just play football, it's going to be a great addition for the Bucks.
0: Oh, absolutely. And here's a question for you, Scotty. you being a Buccaneers fan yourself? uh, Fantasy wise, if you know, when AB, you know, joins his Buccaneers team, who does it hurt? Does it hurt like a Godwin or Mike Evans? Mike Evans did not have a good game uh, yesterday. He was only looked at two times. He caught those passes for only 37 yards. Now lately he's been a red zone guy, but Gronk, has been doing work. He's finally connecting with the with the Tom Brady there in the Buccaneers. Um, who does it hurt mostly on this receiving game?s um, I think it hurts. I, I, it's going to be
1: difficult to tell because, as you can see, Tom Brady loves spreading the ball around. Um, mm-hmm. The way Antonio plays, he's not a slot guy. So he Chris Godwin likes to line up in the slot and run those short routes. Um, he's more uh, Antonio Brown's an outside guy. So you'd think, oh, it hurts Mike Evans, but one of Antonio Brown's specialties is running those quick outs, those quick slants, and so that's the first look, so it, I think it hurts everybody as on the receiving core, but you also have to think about the fact that, hey, who does the number one corner cover now, because they have three number one <laughs> wide receivers on this team. I mean, Chris right. Godwin has proven that he's an absolute stud, he deserves to have the top cover guy, but do you leave Mike Evans with uh, one of the secondary corners or now Antonio Brown? Who do you, I mean, so I think it's going to be sort of what you're seeing now where um, each week it's whoever's going to be left open and they have so many Mm -hmm. receivers, Scotty Miller, another little slot guy, an absolute speedy burner. Um, He was the top receiver this week. And so I think it's just, yeah, as fantasy purposes go, Chris Godwin, he's still going to get a lot of, Catches a lot of targets. Um, Rob Gronkowski, finally, after 18 months or whatever of not playing football, it seems like he's finally getting back into shape, being able to run routes and catch the ball. Uh, Mike Evans, with Chris Godwin been back, he has not been getting the targets that he was. I mean, he'll still get red zone work. and But, yeah, it's. I think it hurts everybody. But any week, one of these guys could have an absolute monster game and I think you're just going to have to keep putting these guys in your lineup and hoping that, um, Tom Brady throws the ball to
0: him. Right. Right. And, you know, I, I, I've spoke to, uh, Q the owner of Mike Evans, and he is a little bit concerned. He's a little worried about the situation there in Tampa Bay and AB, uh, coming to that team and possibly screwing things out more for Mike Evans. But- core, but another, you know, kind of another, uh, head oh, is the rushing game. Uh, Ronald Jones. I agree with you, Scotty. I think Ronald Jones is the better running back. Believe it or not, he did get a touchdown, uh, yesterday. But he, he ran it thirteen times, and Fournette is just taking some of those carries away from him now. He ran it eleven. Uh, Fournette was targeted more in the receiving game as well. Uh, he, he was targeted seven times, got six of them for 47 yards. Uh, but what do you think, what do you think about this rushing game? And then we'll move on to Las Vegas. Uh,
1: I think that, yeah, Ronald Jones, I've had him on my fantasy team and with four net out, he's been awesome. He's had uh, up until this game, three straight 100 yard rushing games, um, but Fournette's a better receiver. Ronald Jones just has rocks for hands. Um, <laughs> early in this game, he Tom Brady dumped it off to him. It bounced right off his hands. And then Fournette was in for the next two series. And so I think that, yeah, I think Ronald Jones is the more talented guy. Fournette had more rushing yards this game. But um, all of, pretty much all of that came on one big run he had. Um, and so it's, I think it's a split backfield now it's going to be really hard for me to put Ronald Jones in my lineup moving forward because Bruce Arians is going to go with the hot hand. And so I'm not – I know Ronald Jones isn't going to get those little dump-off pass plays. Um, It's either going to be Fournette or they still have LaShawn McCoy. So Uh, I'm concerned as a fantasy owner, um, as just a fan of the Buccaneers, I think that having two running backs like this is only going to help their team moving forward.
0: Oh, as a team, man, it's, it's crazy, but fantasy gives more of a headache. I mean, I have a headache just, you know, uh, having Fortnette myself and, you know, I can't, I don't really feel confident, um, having him in the lineup, but moving on to the Ra- uh, Raiders, uh, Derek Carr had a pretty, you know, average game, two touchdowns, one interception, 284 yards. Um, the rushing game, I'll tell you what, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers rushing defense is spectacular. It's awesome, uh, you know. They held uh, Josh Jacobs only 17 yards um, with only 10 carries. I mean, they they threw a lot of different weapons at him. Uh, Raiders did when it comes to uh, different uh, running backs running. They just the Buccaneers running defense is just awesome.
1: Yeah, and that's even after losing Vita Vea, their big right. nose tackle for the season. I mean, they they still just it's if you have a fantasy running back going up against the Bucks defense. Uh, you luck. might consider benching them because right. it's just nasty. Their linebackers fly around. They got a big, big defensive line. The Dominican Sioux, nobody really talks about him anymore, but he's been a staple on their defensive line for a couple of years now. So, yeah, uh, I would stay away from playing fantasy running backs against the Bucks
0: defense. All right, and one more thing, and then we'll move on to another team. I have to talk about it, even though it pains me, because Q has been talking about this guy since week one. Nelson Aguilar uh, is finally – I mean, he's, he's hes looking good now. <laughs> he has had another game over 100 yards. This is a thing that you can't ignore now. We're in a situation you can't ignore what he's been doing. He has a touchdown la- uh, yesterday, nine targets five with over 100 yards like I said um is this a guy that you'll, you'll think about picking up now and maybe a good flux option when we're looking at more buys in the season
1: um it looks like Derek Carr throws the ball to him uh yeah. they do have another wide receiver that's been out for a couple of weeks and that's rookie Brian Edwards um but mm-hmm. I don't I think that Nelson Aguilar's kind of shown that he can be productive and Yeah, he had 107 yards receiving. I think like 60 of that came on their first drive. Um, And that touchdown came on their first drive. So after that, he didn't do a whole lot. But yeah, that's a big day. And I mean, he's definitely somebody, maybe you pick him up, stash him on your bench and this production keeps going forward. But um, yeah, I think that he's somebody you can look at, but I wouldn't feel confident starting him, um, especially after some of those guys come back from injury.
0: Right, right, absolutely. All right, moving on to Scotty Benzine's second favorite team, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs going up, destroying the Denver Broncos 43-16. to uh, Chiefs improving 6-1. to one. And here's the thing, when it comes to the Chiefs, Scotty, we talked about many times in the season, you have multiple Chiefs players. Um, it, so we're like, hey, if you, if you can stop the Chiefs team, Scotty is going to have a bad week fantasy wise, but also we did not we did not mention if if they have a good game it would hurt you as well, and that was the case this week. Patty Mills, Patty Mills, I keep calling him Patty Mills, <laughs> Patty Holmes. Uh, you, they didn't really have to use him that much. He had 200 yards, one touchdown. I mean, he didn't look bad, but uh, he, you know he only threw it 23 times, only giving you Scotty 13 fantasy points. So that will that did not help your score this week. Um, And same, you did have Tyreek Hill. Uh, he had uh, 10 targets for six catches. Touchdown saved your butt. But when Patty Mahomes does not throw the ball, it helps. I mean, it hurts you with Travis Kelsey as well. He only caught it three times for 31 yards. But uh, the big thing here, Le'Veon Bell having his first game as a chief, he ran it six times for 39 yards, taking some – attention from the rookie there what do you think about this chiefs team
1: um yeah i mean if you just look at this box score you'd think wow the chiefs just threw it all over just their offense up and down the field but i mean they had a pick six for a touchdown they returned a kickoff for a touchdown so that's Mm -hmm. 14 points right there also this game and i was i was texting our group before this game in denver it was snowing it was single digits Uh, with the wind chill, so I was already concerned that, hey, this isn't going to be a good passing game just because of the weather. Um, And it wasn't. I mean, they didn't need to do it. Uh, It looks like, yeah, the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes threw it 25 times. They only ran the ball 22 times as a team. Um, So that's 47 offensive plays compared to 73 for the Broncos. Um, Just because their defense scored so many points, their offense didn't have to do a lot. And so I was already concerned going into this week um, that I wasn't going to get a lot of production, but yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, I was happy to see Tyreek Hill. I think 10 targets might be the most he's seen in a game this season. They usually spread it around and caught six receptions for those 55 yards. Thought Travis Kelsey would be more involved, but I mean, they didn't have to do a whole lot on offense. Uh, I was happy to see Le'Veon Bell. He's another guy that i kept this season and Yes, yeah, six carries um, first game with the Chiefs, but he had a, a long carry of 16 yards, averaged six and a half yards a carry. Um, I think he's going to just add a whole new dimension to this team. He's going to be a better pass blocker picking up um, rushers than Clyde Edwards-Alaire. And I think that he didn't get any targets this game, but I think he's somebody that's going to kind of be rejuvenated coming to the Chiefs after getting out of that dumpster fire and new york
0: oh absolutely I, i'm sure he's very excited being out of new york um being on a a, a, a possible super bowl team i mean heck he like you said uh, i i watched it when he ran that that longer yard longer run for 16 yards i mean he looked good his first game back um on the field for the Kansas city chiefs i mean he looked good and it'll be interesting to see how more involved he'll get there uh with with the broncos um Philip Lindsay uh, did get hurt. Um, I think was, I think it was some kind of head injury. He looked like he got tackled pretty good. Um, I was watching that. And it looked like, I mean, he was getting good runs. He was getting good carries. And I think he, he finished with nine carries for 79 yards. He had a big, long 20-yard run. Um, but then, you know, he had more yards before he left than Melvin Gordon. And then Melvin Gordon finished with 17 carries and a touchdown there. Um, but do you have not Phillip Lindsay yourself, Scotty. Uh, did you like what Phillip Lindsay was putting out, putting out there?
1: Yeah. I mean, last week he ran for over 100 yards against the Patriots. Um, he was mm-hmm. on pace to get well over 100 yards in this game, but went out with a concussion. And that's kind of been the story of his season. He got hurt in the first game the Broncos played this year and missed three or four weeks and they had a bye and they came back and looked great against the Patriots and then this week was looking great again and went out with a concussion so it's just something that he's gonna be on my bench he's gonna stay there because he's just so banged up but when he's on the field he looks awesome and he he looks good enough that it makes you wonder why did the Broncos ever spend all that money on Melvin Gordon because he looks better when they're running in the same game together, head-to-head. And if he could stay healthy, I think that he might even get more than 50% of those carries um, if both guys were healthy.
0: Right. Well, I am a Philip Lindsay fan myself, so we will see. But real quick, Scotty, and this will move on to our next game I will talk about. Breaking news, Odell Beckham Jr., uh, he has torn his ACL. So he is done for the season. Just got an update um, from the NFL reporter. He is done. He torn his ACL. We knew the injury uh, during the game last night or yesterday. Um, that is heartbreaking for the the five and five and two Cleveland Browns, which is shocking. Uh, what would you think about that?
1: Um, yeah, he tore it. If you watch the replay, it was an interception, and then he was chasing down the. The defender and he just kind of stepped weird and popped up in the air and you could tell something was wrong he went out immediately and they thought it might be something serious and it it is um oh. for the browns as a team they've honestly looked better when he's not on the field um mm-hmm. because baker doesn't just try to force passes to him um but it sucks for odell beckham jr we all know the talent and Sucks for anybody who had him in fantasy, but um yeah, hope he gets better comes back full strength um, but I think the Browns will be fine moving forward as a team, yeah,
0: I mean they they did win yesterday against the against the Bengals second time going up against them. They won thirty seven to thirty four the Battle of Ohio, another good game there, Baker Mayfield almost having three hundred yards, five touchdowns, one interception. Uh, but five touchdowns—that's always good. Um, Kareem Hunt not doing—I mean, he he had 18 carries, 76 yards. Uh, he was uh, targeted four times for only three catches. There did re- give a receiving touchdown, so that helped his fantasy day a little bit. Um, so you think with with Landry and with—I'm uh, sorry—with Odell going out, you think Landry's game might go up a little bit, or do you think uh um? higgins richard higgins who had a good game over 100 yards um what do you think there w- with the uh, odell leaving now
1: yeah i think both of those guys um get a lot more work donovan peoples jones uh, a younger guy out of michigan a big bodied receiver i think he starts to get more involved and then their tight ends uh their rookie mm-hmm. tight end harrison bryan had two touchdowns um they have david njoku they have um austin hooper so i think that Those tight ends are going to be what they focus on. And then they really want to lean on that run game. Uh, Kareem Hunt, not having a super great game on the ground, but 18 carries for 76 yards. Um, You'd like to see that if you're an owner. One thing I do want to know about Baker Mayfield is he started the game 0-5 for with an interception. That was his first quarter stats. He ended (laughs) the game. 22 of 28. So he, after that 0 and 5 start, he was 22 of 23 passing the rest of the game. And one of those, that his only incompletion after the first quarter was a spike to stop the ball. So he was 22 of 22 on passes downfield. And that one incompletion being a spike to stop the clock.
0: Goodness. Goodness. I knew, I knew he started out a little rocky, a little shaky, um, but <laughs> heck, man, I mean, that's probably one of the main I did not watch this game myself. Uh, but that's probably one of the main reasons why they ended uh, victorious. Yeah. Because of Baker. Yep.
1: And, I mean, this game was back and forth. Uh, Cleveland scoring 20 points in the fourth quarter. The, the Bengals scoring 14. So both of them took leads. Baker led them right down the field after Joe Burrow had just led the Bengals down the field to take the lead um, inside of two minutes. Um, and Joe Burrow, I mean – My goodness, what does this guy have to do to get a win? Uh, He's had his team (laughs) in position to win several weeks and just whatever happens. I mean, week one against the Chargers, we all know he threw it to A.J. Green, but A.J. Green had the offensive pass interference and then their kicker missed it to send it to overtime. I mean, I think, um, yeah, Joe Burrow is just showing that he belongs in this league. 406 yards passing, three touchdowns, did have an interception, and I think he lost a fumble on a sack. But Mm -hmm. Joe Burrow looking really good for the Bengals.
0: And I'll tell you what, Scotty, you were going up against Keegan Scott, who had both of these quarterbacks in his lineup. He had Joe Burrow, who had 36.6 fantasy points, and Baker Mayfield with 34.7. So I'm sure you were not happy seeing both of these guys just go nutty for their team.
1: Well, the first quarter I was ecstatic because, I mean, Baker Mayfield 0 for 5 with an interception had negative two. Points and then Joe Burrow had, had an interception and lost a fumble in that time. And I was thinking, oh man, these guys suck. I'm gonna get an easy win. And then yeah, I mean the game ends <laughs> 37 to 34. Both guys just going crazy, throwing touchdowns everywhere, scoring points. So um, yeah, I was not happy the way this ended.
0: no I bet. I bet. Uh Gio Bernard subbing in for Joe Mixon. Not a, a very good game there. Thirteen carries, only thirty-seven yards. Um and then on the receiving game, Tyler Boyd with 13 targets. He caught 11 of those for a touchdown and over 100 yards. Good for him, Tyler Boyd. Another thing, as soon as A.J. Green was dropped, he felt that. And now he's been going off a little bit, looking like the old A.J. Green, targeted 13 times, caught seven of them for 82 yards. T. Higgins also doing work for him. He caught all of his targets for five catches, 71 yards of touchdown. Um, I'm liking – these receivers for this Bengals team.
1: Yeah, they're looking good. And I mean, Gio Bernard, he didn't get it done running the ball, but he did have five catches for 59 yards and a touchdown. Um, so he mm-hmm. saved his fantasy day there. Um, yeah, I, AJ Green seems to be finally getting in sync with Joe Burrow. And then Tyler Boyd has been good all season. And T Higgins coming on really strong the last few weeks. So I like what I've been seeing there in Cincinnati with this passing game and As bad as their defense is, they're going to have to throw the ball a lot to keep up.
0: Right, for sure. Yeah, we will see there with uh, Cincinnati. Moving on to the next matchup, we got the Detroit Lions – Taking on the Atlanta Falcons, what a disaster! Falcons have been. They ended up losing twenty-three to twenty-two <laughs> with Stafford. <laughs> oh, humorous! Stafford uh, uh, tossed with a game-winning touchdown to Hawkinson. There, uh, what a great play! Now, I've never seen a team so frustrated at a running back for scoring a touchdown, Scotty. I mean, they were <laughs> – if you didn't watch the game, Todd Gurley had to, like – he only the only thing he had to do was just don't go in the end zone. And he did with a touchdown. You know, normally, like, yeah, he scored. And fantasy-wise, you should be happy. I mean, you're like, yeah. But if you're a Falcons fan, you weren't happy at Todd Gurley scoring that touchdown.
1: No, because they had – I think it was a minute left in the game. Detroit had no timeouts. Atlanta was on the 10-yard line. All they needed to do was run the clock down, take a timeout, and kick a field goal to win the game. And they hand the ball off to Todd Gurley up the middle, and he breaks two tackles, and he tries to stop himself, and he just falls right on the goal line, ball crosses, (laughs) touchdown. So, yeah, they were down 14-16 to at that point, so they were going to get a one-point victory on like a little – uh, Chips shot 20-yard field goal, and Todd Gurley just could not stop himself, fell right into the end zone. And, <laughs> I mean, Matt Stafford, no timeouts, minute left, just right down the field. They get the touchdown as time expires, and then they – so it ties the game, 22-22. Uh, Danny Amendola, I believe, one of their receivers, got a unsportsmanlike conduct, I think, celebrating after that touchdown. So they end up having to kick a 47-yard extra point. And, uh, yeah, nailed it. Got the one-point victory. Uh, I mean, this is just a typical Atlanta meltdown. I mean, we all know what happened with the Cowboys with that onside kick. And I think uh, they had another just absolute meltdown game. Uh, This is the – I think I heard a stat that they're the only team in NFL history with three losses in a season where they had a 98% chance to win um (laughs) at one point like it's just Uh, it's incredible they just keep finding these constructive ways to lose games
0: it's awful it's awful and it's not you know especially offensively on paper their team looks really really good you got Julio Ridley good tight end you got Gurley and Matt Ryan throwing the ball but and with with the receiving game uh Julio Jones Ridley Hurst Hayden Hurst and Gage, who, you know, left the game a little bit with an injury, came back. They all were targeted over seven times. Um, Ridley with the touchdown there. Um, Julio Jones with a three, three yards shy of a hundred. So, you know, they did well, but they just <laughs> oh disaster in Atlanta.
1: Yep. Yep. And credit to so, the Lions. I, I talked about them a little bit last week that I don't think they're a very good team, but they're, they're a sneaky team. And if you let them hang around, then they have a chance to win games, and right now they're 3-3 three and three on the season. And, um, yeah, I don't think they're going to be a playoff team, but they're going to give some teams headaches moving forward.
0: Right, right. I, I like Matt Stafford. I mean, he had an okay game by 18 fantasy points, uh, one touchdown, 340 yards. And the, in the rushing game, Uh, You did pick up DeAndre Swift, a rookie, only carried it nine times, but did get a touchdown, and he's targeted a little bit in the receiving game as well. Five targets, four catches, 21 yards. Um, Adrian Peterson with 11 carries for only 29 yards. Uh, But I'm sure you're happy, Scotty, you picked up the rookie. Yeah,
1: I am. Uh, Last week he had 100 yards on the ground. Uh, He's always been involved in the passing game, even early in the season when he wasn't getting the ball. Um, there's got to be a point where they stop giving the ball to Adrian Peterson as much. I mean, the dude doesn't look good. He, he came out in the first couple weeks after they signed him uh, right before the season started, and he had some fresh legs. But, hey, it's starting to get cold. Those joints start hurting in the old <laughs> man, and he's not running the ball well right now. So I think that DeAndre Swift is going to start slowly taking more and more of the workload there. I mean, they drafted the dude in the second round. Um, to be the number one running back. And I think that he's going to start to take over that role. One thing I am surprised is that on Johnson did not get a carry. I mean, this is a guy oh. who, last year even, he was considered one of the, the better running backs in the league, a younger guy, and he's not even touching the ball. So that just shows you what the Lions think about on Johnson and his abilities um, as an NFL running back.
0: Heck, man, they have really uh, faded him out, haven't they? Yes, this they have. Nug? I mean, with uh, Swift just going, you know, doing his thing now, and then we, we talked about this, you know, in the in in the off season, we knew when we knew that there wasn't going to be a preseason game, any preseason games. We knew that these rookies would take a little while to adjust to the NFL game, and now, you know, halfway through the season, they have. When it comes to the the running backs, and also with the receivers. Uh, you know, with Justin Jefferson taking a little while to to adjust, and uh, T. Higgins now getting there, it's it's those are just guys that I have, but there's some other ones as well. I mean, the, these rookies are starting to become more of a factor in this NFL game.
1: Yeah, and I mean DeAndre Swift, he had a really rough start to the year, um, but currently in our league, he is the 20, number twenty one running back. Which I mean, in a typical twelve team league, that's a that's an RB two, and you can't right. be mad about that, especially. Um, with how poor his first few weeks were, not really scoring many points. So he's starting to round into form, and I think he's just going to keep getting more and more touches.
0: Right, absolutely. So moving on to another game, uh, the battle of the undefeated. The Pittsburgh Steelers going up against the undefeated uh, Tennessee Titans. Uh, Titans fell sh- uh, to a close one. It was This game was exciting. It was 27-24. to uh, it first, it was a blowout for a little bit. I mean, I, I mean, the Titans had to come back. Uh, they finally turned the engine on when it comes to uh, Derrick Henry, but they ended up losing their first game of the year, lost it. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers defense is, is always fun to watch. But what do you think about this game? Um,
1: Yeah, I think that this game was fun watching while uh, our resident Titan fan, Jacob McKinley, was just having a meltdown wow. in the chat. I mean, the dude was <laughs> losing his mind. It was 24-7 to Steelers at halftime. The ten- Tennessee Titans held him to three points in the second half. Uh, came all the mm-hmm. way back. Tannehill drove him down the field. They had a chance to tie it on a field goal right, as, um, right at the end of the game. And Steven Gostowski just missed it. Just missed mm-hmm. it. But, I mean, if you're a fantasy owner, you had to like everything you saw from all of your players in this, li- in this game. I mean, the Titans side, Tannehill doing his thing. Only 220 yards passing, but had two touchdowns. Um, Derrick Henry got a slow start, credit to the Steelers' defense, but ended up with 75 yards and a rushing touchdown. Um, A.J. Brown, big day for that guy. Six catches for 153 yards, had a huge 73-yard touchdown. Um, Yeah, I think that as a fantasy owner, you're happy. If you're a Titans fan, you're just uh, kicking yourself because – in a game that you were getting blown out, you came back, had a chance to tie it and just fell short.
0: Here, here's the thing. So, yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're a Titans fan, I mean, if you had those, those players on the Titans, fantasy wise, you'll be happy, but I'm sure as of right now, Jacob McKinley is not happy about the guy he has for the Pittsburgh Steelers and Pittsburgh Steelers. And that was uh, uh Connor, Connor uh, <laughs> James Connor. He had, many opportunities to score. Now, if he would have scored, you know, just just going back to – I went up against James – I mean, uh, Jacob McKinley this week. I'm current, I already beat him, and it, it, there's no more games, no more players playing. So I beat Jacob 164.8 to 159.2. <laughs> so it was very close. It was very close. If he would have – had James Conner had multiple opportunities to score. I think he even dropped one uh, you know, as a catch. He had a – you know, he – slid right through his hands. And if he would have caught that, I, I think it would have lost if my calculations were correct. And then they took him out and put Benny Snell in, yep. and he got a goal line touchdown. Yep,
1: James Conner, 20 carries, 82 yards rushing. I mean, that's a pretty good day on the ground, especially the Titans aren't a slouch on defense. Um, had three catches mm-hmm. for 29 yards. Heads those goal line carries. Must have got tired or something. Benny Snell comes in, gets two carries for two yards and that rushing touchdown, and Jake just <laughs> – Blowing up in the group chat because Benny Snell coming in and vulturing a touchdown. Um, ben Rothersberger.
0: was beautiful.
1: Ben Rothersberger's been good for fantasy, but uh, kind of an ugly day today. Three interceptions, uh, 268 yards passing, and two touchdowns. Um, yeah, I think that uh, that was kind of an ugly day for Big Ben, but receiving wise, I mean, Juju finally coming back. They had been just doing these weird little underneath routes with him, and he had been getting like three or four catches for like 20 or 30 yards, not looking like the player that he normally is, but nine catches for 85 yards this game. Deontay Johnson came back in a big way, Um, been dealing Mm -hmm. with injuries, nine catches for 80 yards, two receiving touchdowns. Um, I think that he's a stud. He might be the best wide receiver in that offense to play because he's so fast, and he he runs a different route tree than Juju. He gets down the field and Big Ben looks for him down the field. So, um, right. Eric Ebron, though, a kind of a surprise here 50 yards on six catches. Um, starting to get more involved there. Big Ben seems to be targeting him more and he looks good. Um, I think he looks mm-hmm. good. Uh, the big one, though, is Chase Claypool after having just some monster games and everything. One catch for negative two yards. Uh, that is not what you like to see from the rookie who was, um, In our league, Quentin Blount spent almost $50 of his FAB budget on him. (laughs) Right. I mean, the guy's awesome. Coming from Notre Dame, I loved watching him play in college. Um, I think he's going to be really good. But, yeah, with Deontay Johnson coming back, Chase Claypool's target share is going to go way down um, in that offense.
0: Right, and here's my question for you, Scotty, and we'll move on to the next matchup uh, with with Juju and, and Johnson and Claypool, uh, the top three receivers there. Um, and rank those guys between those three: one, two, and three. Who would you rather have fantasy wise? Juju, Johnson, or Claypool?
1: Um, I honestly think it's Deontay Johnson. Um, Me too. I think that yeah, yeah Juju. I think he's still going to get targets and catches and he'll get the occasional touchdown here and there. But the way that they've been running him in that offense, I mean, you're not liking it because he's not getting down the field. Um, Deontay Johnson, he's been injured though. That's the one bad thing. But when he's played full games, I mean, he's had at least six catches in three of the five games he's played in the other two, he got hurt right away. So wasn't able to, but I mean, yeah, he got 15 targets this game. Right. And, Goodness. I mean, he's he's never going to be as talented as Antonio Brown, but he's kind of filling in that role where he's not a huge receiver, but he's fast and he makes good cuts and he catches the ball downfield. And that's always what Big Ben loved in Antonio Brown.
0: And I tell you what, um, just watching this game myself, I thought Deontay Johnson was the better receiver. He looked better than Juju and Claypool. I mean, he he, had, I mean, heck, he did have two touchdowns uh, last night. But he, here's the thing: between Juju and Deontay, they they had combined, they had 29 targets. I mean, that's that's a lot. And uh, Claypool was only looked at one time, and he had negative yards. And you know that could, you know, it could be a seesaw. They, you know, Claypool could go absolutely nutty next week. Uh, we we you know we just don't know. And they play better defense on those two studs, and they forgot about Claypool. But I I, I agree with you when you say Claypool. I have him. Better than Juju or looking better than Juju, at least.
1: Uh, Deontay Johnson.
0: Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah.
1: Claypool is going to be, he's always going to be a touchdown threat because they, I mean, they run those end of rounds with him. He's a big dude. He's going to be a red zone target. But as far as getting work and the typical passing game, like in between the 20s, um, I don't think that's going to be few and far in between. They'll take shots with him. They'll target him in the end zone because he's a big bodied dude. Uh, but he's not going to get. Those ten catch games, those nine catch games, like Deontay Johnson and Juju.
0: Right, right, absolutely. I'm right, moving on to the next matchup, matchup number six: uh, the New Orleans Saints defeating the Carolina Panthers, um, 27 to 24. Another close one in New Orleans. There, uh, starting with him, Drew Brees uh, almost had 300 yards. Threw it 36 times, completed 29 with two touchdowns, no interceptions. Pretty uh, pretty solid game for Drew Brees. Uh, Kamara running it 14 times, 83 yards, no touchdowns. Uh, no Michael Thomas again this week. Uh, and a guy stepping in was uh Marquise Callaway, having a uh, having a good game. Eight, you know, he's targeted 10 times for eight carries. Uh, I had to look into this guy. I mean, I've never really heard him, and he didn't really do much, you know, this season, but he had 75 yards. What do you think about this this game? Did you watch it? Um, game?
1: I watched parts of it. Uh it was on the Red Zone channel. Uh when it was ever it would mm-hmm. flip to it. Um Saints, I mean, obviously they haven't had Michael Thomas outside of week 1 against the Bucks and he didn't do anything in that game. Um I know fantasy owners out there are frustrated. He was supposed to be back Last week had the that disciplinary action where he was forced to sit because he got in a fist fight with his teammate or whatever, and then yelled at the coaches, and so they benched him. Um, and then this week he had tweaked his hamstring in practice, and so they held him out. And yeah, I mean the Saints though, they're they're four and two, and they just seem to keep finding ways to win. Um, Drew mm-hmm. Brees was efficient throwing the ball, wasn't? I wouldn't say he lit it up, but I mean they moved the offense, gotten. Got into the end zone, got the win. Um, With Callaway, I mean, he wears number 12. I kept thinking it was Marquise Colston out there, back from the the Saints in the the uh, late 2000s. Um, He's a big (laughs) dude, had the dreads flowing, catching the ball everywhere. Um, Alvin Kamara getting eight catches for 65 yards, doing what he normally does, uh, just taking the ball and going. Um, But I think the big surprise here is that I don't think Emmanuel Sanders had a catch. He did not. He didn't even have a target.
0: A target, yeah. that's kind
1: of weird to see. Um, You sign the guy to come in and be the number two receiver, and he doesn't even get a target in this game. Um, So, yeah, I think the Saints are fine. I I think they'll get better when Michael Thomas comes back. But I don't think they're as good as everybody was projecting them to be at the beginning of this season either. And on that same note, I think the Carolina Panthers are a much better team than anybody expected them to be before the year.
0: Mm-hmm. especially after McCaffrey going down. I'm sure they're, you know, they went down a little bit too. You know, with McCaffrey going down earlier on this season, um, Mike Evans, I mean, Mike Evans, Mike uh, Davis, you know, didn't really have the best game. Uh, you know, that, that new Orleans, you know, we talked about Tampa Bay, Run defense. New Orleans run defense pretty good too. I mean, they held Mike Davis to only 12 yards with seven carries. That was good. Yeah.
1: I mean, Mike Davis has looked good outside of the last two weeks filling in for McCaffrey. Um, Did not have a good game this day. Uh, Seven carries for 12 yards. But uh, the Panthers were down a lot of the game too. Teddy Bridgewater threw it uh, 23 for 28, 250 yards, two touchdowns. Um, He's, I think he's surprised a lot of people, Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, in the way that they've been competitive in, this, in these games. I mean, they only lost by three points. They had a chance uh, late in the game. They were driving down the field and just ended up not con- uh, converting a fourth down play. So the Saints were able to run the clock out. But, yeah, Teddy Bridgewater looking good. And looking good throwing it to DJ Moore, um, who had started off yeah. the year really slow in our league. Uh, he was kept by TC and the Savage Patch Kids. And he got frustrated, shipped him off to – it was you, correct?
0: Right, And correct. I mean,
1: last week had a big game, and this week four catches for 93 yards and two touchdowns, uh, a long of 74. He just absolutely burnt, blew past the safeties and caught a beautiful pass from Teddy. Um, so he's been having some big games. And then Robbie Anderson just continuing to do work, six catches for 74 yards. Uh, Robbie Anderson I think might be – one of the biggest surprises of the of the football season this year.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with you. I did not think, you know, I gave up on Robbie Anderson last year. Disappointing last year. Of course, he was playing for the Devils. Was... I mean, that, <laughs> that is not good. But I mean, he definitely fits completely well with this uh, with this team here in, in the Panthers. Um, but yeah, as soon as as soon as I've gotten um, DJ Moore, I made that move on DJ Moore. Uh, he has done well for me. I mean, he, like, I think I took him in week five is when I inherited it, when I got him. And he's had a touchdown. He's, heck, he's doing what I want him to do. Every week he scored over 10 points. And um, I'm happy what what I'm getting out of DJ Moore.
1: Yeah. And I think that he's, him and Teddy just didn't seem to be on the same page early in the year. And uh, they're starting to get there now. And I think especially Mm -hmm. McCaffrey could be back this week, maybe the week after. Um, when they get him back, this offense is going to be be just absolutely cooking because they're just so fast. I mean, everybody on their offense mm-hmm. is just so fast. And Teddy Bridgewater has always been an accurate guy, and he can get the ball to these playmakers in space. Watch out. The Panthers could be a scary team. Um, probably not playoff team, but, I mean, heck, from what they were last year, maybe going 7-9 and nine is going to be a huge step in the right direction for
0: them. Heck, yeah, yeah, no, and we were one of them. I think we talked about in the preseason, uh, you know, the Panthers team not being that good, but right now they're sitting three and four, and that's without their best player, uh, McCaffrey. So uh that that it's timeout time, Scotty. Uh we we talked about six teams. We'll talk about the next six teams. Uh we'll probably fire more faster through these guys, and we'll take a quick timeout break and uh go on with the next six teams, all right. Teams, sounds all righty, right, be right back. All righty. Welcome back. Now, Scotty, we got six more games to talk about, and so let's just go ahead and start with some of these New York teams. The Buffalo Bills defeating the great New York Jets, who are now still winless. 0-7, 18-10. Now, this game uh, <laughs> was closer than expected, if you, if you will. Uh, the Jets, they, they start out pretty good. They were up 10 to nothing against this Buffalo team, but Believe it or not, the Bills did not even score a touchdown. They had six field goals and they still defeated the Jets. Josh Allen gave me no touchdowns. Uh, he, You know, I guess with fantasy-wise, it was just not a good game. He did have over 300 yards. Uh, but just the Bills slid one away from the Jets team.
1: Yeah. Um, so the Bills winning 18-10. to 10, They made six field goals. Uh, their kicker also missed two. Um just a weird game just couldn't get into the end zone. Um, I didn't watch a lot of this game because I try to avoid watching anything with the jets. Mm. Um, but it was just ugly. And the jets, I mean, they are in the driver's seat for the number one overall pick. Um, if I were Trevor Lawrence, I might consider pulling an Eli Manning and refusing to (laughs) go to the, (laughs) uh, like Eli Manning refused to go to the chargers. Um, Maybe Trevor Lawrence wants to do that because the Jets are awful. I, I can't believe that Adam Gase is still the head coach there. Uh, they just are doing absolutely nothing. I, Ten points is <laughs> might be their season right. high right. this year. I mean, they're just awful, getting nothing on the offensive side of the ball. Um, Jamison Crowder was out this game, which doesn't really matter, but he's about, been about the only fantasy-relevant player on that entire team.
0: Right. Of course, uh uh Mims there, that rookie that we talked a little bit about, led uh led the team in yards and targets with uh four catches, forty-two yards, but everything else. Uh the the receive, the rushing game, split carries with Gore and, and P Ryan, but P Ryan did have a, a touchdown there that uh made it look, you know, pretty respectable fantasy-wise. But with the Bills, uh that's another concern with the Bills. I mean, yeah, they're five and two, but the rushing game with Devin Singletary I think you know we talked about him a lot last year. You know when it comes to his his explosiveness, I think he's lost a little bit of that. He ran it eight times for only twenty nine yards. But Zach Moss looked a little bit better than Singletary yesterday with seven carries, forty seven yards, and uh, he was involved in the in the passing game as well more than Singletary was. Actually, I take that back. He was Singletary was targeted more, but Moss caught him more for more yards.
1: Yeah, Zach Moss seems to be starting to steal more and more of those touches away from Singletary. Uh, mm-hmm. Last year, uh, we all thought that Singletary was getting robbed from, by Frank Gore of touches, but it seems like he's more of a change of pace back. He's looking more and more like um, Tariq Cohen with the Bears, where you right. don't want to give this – I mean, he's a small dude. He's stocky, but he's, he's short. He's kind of quick, explosive change of pace, but he's not somebody you want to give the ball to every single play because he's just not going to be productive you got to get him the ball in the right situations for him to do much and um yeah I think that moving forward Zach Moss is probably uh the number one or consider him the 1A running back and Devin Singletary the 1B but as a overall the Bills rushing offense has just not been good this year
0: now this is a the game with uh, with Josh Allen having another disappointing game. Uh, this is his first game with uh, – well, I'm sorry. I take that back. I was going to say his first game without a touchdown, but that's false. He did have over 300 yards, but this is the lowest point fantasy-wise with only 16.3 fantasy points. He had a fumble. But are you at a point now where you just thought those first few games were just flukes when it comes to Josh Allen?
1: I don't know if they're flukes. Um I don't think he's going to be scoring as much as he did in those first three or four weeks there um, Mm -hmm. over the rest of the season. I still think he's a good quarterback, but defenses are starting to figure out how to play him. And we've seen it the last couple of weeks where um, he's just not going off for 350 yards and four touchdowns and doing all this crazy stuff like he was. Um, I still think this Bill's team is good, but they've been sort of getting exposed the last couple of weeks. And I mean, Getting, I mean, against the Jets team that was just picked apart by Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Dolphins last week, uh, you expected them to come out and put up maybe 40 points, but they just could not get the ball into the end zone. And right. it's definitely concerning. Um, something to keep an eye on. Um, Stefan Diggs, he ended up with 48 yards on six catches on 11 targets. He was banged up midway through this game. And it was questioned whether or not he was going to come back. He did come back. Um, he's really made their offense uh, a lot more productive in the passing game. And if he's full strength, I think that there's still a team to worry about um, moving forward.
0: Right. And John Brown not being in there, Cole Beasley stepping up, doing his thing. I mean, he looked good. He's another guy who is available in, in lots of uh, leagues. He's available in our league um, uh yeah, I think he ended up putting up sixteen point seven fantasy points and with no touchdowns there, so that's that's pretty good. I mean, it's the second week with over a hundred yards, so Cole Beasley. I mean, I like. I mean, heck, if you look at his picture, I talked about in the group chat, he looks like take that spot, a guy that we know. But uh, it, I like Cole Beasley. You know, a good flex option there. So, moving on to another uh, game here, the uh, Washington Football Team now. I am kind of – I don't know if I'm surprised, but I kind of am. I mean, they just demolished the Dallas Cowboys. And with the Cowboys possibly losing another quarterback, who knows? We will find out here in in a couple days, I'm sure, with Andy Dalton going down. Um, He did not have a good game. He threw it 19 times and then nine catches, but they go down. Uh, The the thing here with the Dallas Cowboys, um, with Elliott, uh, you know, 12 carries, 45 yards. Are you concerned now if you own Elliott not putting up the numbers that we're used to seeing?
1: I'm concerned with this entire Cowboys team. Yes. I mean, yeah. obviously Dak going down, that's a huge loss. Um, their offense just in shambles after that, even with all the weapons. I think Andy Dalton's a guy that when the Cowboys signed him as a backup in the offseason coming over from the Bengals, everybody thought, well, He's kind of that Nick Foles guy where maybe he's not a great starter as a QB in the league, but he's somebody that can step in and win games and move the offense if you need him to. Mm. And he's just looked terrible. Um, The hit that he went out on was just a a disgusting hit by the defender. He was sliding after a scramble. The guy Mm -hmm. launched himself right at his head, knocked his helmet off. I mean... He's probably going to be out for at least a week. Um, looks like a concussion. I don't think there's any, anything seriously wrong, but that was a, just a disgusting hit. The defender got ejected from the game. Um, but even when Dalton was in there, he just looked terrible. I mean, he doesn't look anything like he did in Cincinnati. He wasn't good in Cincinnati, um, not regularly, but it's just it's disgusting. And their defense, I mean, their defense is really bad. And so right. the, the Cowboys, a lot of team, a lot of people's favorites to win the division and make a run at the Super Bowl at the beginning of the year. And even when Dak was in there, they were losing games. So I'm worried for right. everybody. Zeke Elliott, not I mean, if he's the only guy that's running the ball and with no passing game, it seems like teams are just focusing on him. Um, worried about Zeke Elliott. Worried about all the receivers. Amari Cooper ended up with a decent game seven catches for 80 yards, but everybody else in this, on this team, I mean, man, it is, it yeah. is tough for fantasy owners.
0: I mean, heck you got Michael Gallup and CD lamb, no catches. And both of them, you know, combined targets seven times, but no catches between Gallup and CD lamb. And that's, you know, you know, Michael Gallup, I mean, he's not a guy being starred in a lot of leagues, but when it comes to CD lamb, just an our league So I think Q had him in there and just goose egg, nothing. Um and that is concerning with Dallas but with the with the football team I'll tell you what uh, I mean heck I mean Kyle Allen didn't do much fantasy wise but the two touchdowns I mean he didn't look bad but I think that the, the key thing I mean, uh, going up against Dallas Cowboys defense I mean uh, they should put up points <laughs> they ended up winning 23 to I mean 25 to 3 but uh the the rookie there Antonio Gibson looked good over a 100 yards touchdown 20 carries um I mean, he, he definitely looked good, um, for this football team.
1: Yeah. Antonio Gibson's been looking a lot better. They're finally giving him the ball a lot more. Um, and then receiving wise, I mean, the only guy that it on their receiving team that you really care about is Terry McLaurin, seven catches for 90 yards and a touchdown. Um, even with a bad Washington football team, he's still producing week in and
0: week out. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. So, um, with with uh with the football team going to 2 and 5 Dallas moving to 2 and 5 two teams there 2 and 5 and moving on to the next matchup the packers defeating the 1 and 6 Houston Texans um Packers still you know they're still having a great great year 5 and 1 right now Aaron Rodgers still doing Aaron Rodgers things uh almost uh, 300 yards four touchdowns there for Aaron Rodgers pretty good game uh no Aaron Jones in this game as well uh so you know there's lots of Jamal Williams stepping up big for this Packers team, 19 carries 77 yards, one touchdown. He was also greatly involved in the receiving game. He was, he was, uh, he caught a four times for 37 yards, but I'm sure, you know, this Scotty, the receiving game was very explosive as well. Mister Devontae Adams is going absolutely nutty. Uh, 16 targets, 13 catches, 196 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, I'm sure you are happy seeing that.
1: Uh, absolutely not. Uh, I'm in two fantasy <laughs> leagues, and he was on my opponent's roster in both of them. Um, so that's mm. that's not what I like to see. But I know the I know Aaron Rodgers likes seeing him back on the field because I'm sure yeah. he's just going to get funneled the ball and. Nobody can cover him. I mean, he did not have a very good game against the Bucks last week in his first game back, but um, the, uh, the Houston Texans are not the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the defensive side of the ball, and he just absolutely had his way with their secondary. Um, speaking of the Texans, Deshaun Watson, another good game and a losing effort, 309 passing yards, two touchdowns, added 38 yards on seven carries. Um, so he's looking good. I mean, the Texans, they fired their coach. Um, obviously, we all know about them trading away DeAndre Hopkins in the offseason, who's looked like a stud. We can talk about him in a little bit. But, yeah, this Texans team just not liking what you're seeing out of them.
0: No, especially, you know, in in, in the receiving game, he got Randall Cobb. He led the team in and, and targets and catches and yards with 95 um, you know he actually looked good. I think he's available in majority of leagues. Brandon Cooks, um, he he caught it seven times for sixty yards. But Will Fuller did get a touchdown, but he was, he only caught it three times for thirty five yards. Uh, this is you know you know fantasy wise. I mean you got you got Johnson. You 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 are owner a David Johnson owner. Um, but he he only ran it fourteen times for forty two yards, but did get a receiving touchdown. Um, yeah, I mean Watson. He he probably the the. Captain of this team in the shining spot, fantasy wise, just you know, disappointing, especially in the receiving game for the Houston Texans.
1: Yeah, and I mean, hey, you give away DeAndre Hopkins for a bag of chips and David Johnson. I mean, that's Mm. not a good trade. Everybody made fun of that trade, and I mean, as a David Johnson owner, he's been steady, I'll say, but he's not. He's not doing great things. I mean, yeah, forty-two yards rushing. About what he averages, I don't know why they just keep running the ball behind their bad offensive line. They can't move anybody out of the way, so he doesn't get a lot done there. But did have 42 yards receiving and that touchdown, so saved a fantasy day there. But, yeah, their offense, I mean, seems like they can move the ball, but their defense can't stop anybody, and the Texans are in for a long year.
0: Oh, yeah, they are 1-6 and right now. It's not looking good for the Texans. Moving on to the next, next game, we got the 49ers, destroying the New England Patriots 33 to six. Now the, the big uh, sore spot for the Patriots, uh, Cam Newton, man, he did not look good at all. He had uh, 98 yards, three interceptions. Uh, he got replaced with a Stidham. Uh He went in there as well. He also threw an interception. <laughs> it's just not, not looking good. I mean, Cam Newton hasn't looked good since he – he had the COVID situation. He was out for a couple weeks there. He just hasn't looked good. And it's a thing where it, it, it doesn't, it, it's affecting the whole team. I mean, especially the receiving game, you got Elderman's not, I mean, just, he looks like his heart was ripped out. I think he had a good week too, but it just, his heart was ripped out as soon as uh, Tom Brady left the Patriots. I mean, he just looked like a, he looks like a potato out there. Not looking good. Um, I think the kid Carey, another top receiver. I think he ended up leaving. I think he got hurt, uh, but just this overall Patriots is not looking good at all.
1: Yeah. They've, uh, I mean, those first few weeks they came out, they demolished the dolphins. I they went toe to toe with the Seattle Seahawks and came through for 400 yards and mm-hmm. uh, they got another win early in the season. You're thinking, Hey, this team's, Probably going to be pretty good, competitive. Um, losing Tom Brady, they're still going to be in it. Cam Newton, they're scheming him up. He's running for 100 yards a game and two touchdowns. But, yeah, it's just uh, the teams have found a way to shut them down, and they have not been able to move the ball, and they haven't been able to stop anybody on defense either.
0: Um, right. Yeah. Damian, i tell you what. Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
1: I was going to say Damian Harris, the running back, um, 10 carries for 58 yards. He's looked okay, but – If you're down by three touchdowns, you're not going to be able to run the ball and control the clock. And obviously the receiving game's not there. I mean, we all talked about Tom Brady, what he's been able to do in New England with not great receiving cores over the last few years. And I mean, you get a a quarterback who's not as good as he is, and it really starts to show.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, heck, those first – like you said, the first two games with uh, Cam Newton, and the reason that they won is because Cam Newton just went absolutely nutty and not only throwing the ball, but in the receiving – I mean, the rushing game, he was getting so many yards on on the ground. But this game, I mean, they've really – their opponents have just stopped him completely. He only ran it five times for 19 yards. I mean, if you slow down Cam Newton on the, on the ground, uh, good things will come for the, their, their opponents. So we will see with New England. It's just not looking good as of right now. Two and four for the Patriots.
1: Yeah, and one thing I want to say before we talk about the 49ers real quick is the Patriots this year have three passing touchdowns and 11 interceptions as a team. Um, that's last in both categories. And then, mm-hmm. I mean, Tom Brady's down there in sunny Tampa, Florida, 18 touchdowns and four interceptions for the Bucks. So really showing the difference of what having a good wide receiving core does. Um, and moving over to the 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo having a, a nice game. He, um, somebody that I think, was it last week they got blown out by the Dolphins or two weeks ago, um, having mm-hmm. a good bounce back game, uh, 277 yards passing, 20 of 25 through the air but I mean no touchdowns did throw two picks so not a fantastic day but looked better than what he has um the last couple weeks uh running the ball though Mr. Jeff Wilson Jr. filling in Mm -hmm. I mean Raheem Mostert's on IR Tevin Coleman's on IR they're throwing dudes off the street in there Jeff Wilson 112 yards and three rushing touchdowns um a guy that got injured late I think his last touchdown run he pulled his hamstring or something there it looked bad he's gonna miss some time um I think the big surprise here is Jarek McKinnon negative one rushing yards on three carries they just did not give him the ball and he was somebody who they thought was going to come in and fill in for these other injured running backs and they I mean they didn't need to give him the ball because they won easily but uh, that's a big surprise for fantasy owners
0: oh yeah absolutely and you know I, I, myself, uh, I, I do like, I mean, here, here's the thing when, when it comes to receiving game in 49ers. You got Debo Samuel, uh, you know, missed a few games when it comes to injuries uh in the beginning of the year, but he, he caught all of his targets this game for 65 yards. Now, uh, Jay McKinley owns Debo Samuel. Now, do you think that you feel confident with Debo Samuel as a at least a flex option? Because I know Jacob started – uh, Samuel very first week and didn't do, you know, pretty good for him. But I mean, he, he is not looking that bad, but Brandon Ayuk, the rookie having over a hundred yards, no touchdown. Uh, but he also has George Kittle. So what do you say? If you're Jacob McKinley, you have big muscles, uh, Scotty, uh, what would you do in this situation with those 49ers?
1: Um, Kittle starts every week. He had five catches for 55 yards. He's going to always get his targets. He's a monster after he gets the ball in his hands. Keep keep putting him in your lineup. Debo Samuel, I mean, they're trying to scheme up ways to get him the ball. The five catches for 65 yards, had three carries for seven yards, so he always gets some touches in the, the rushing game. But, yeah, Debo's somebody that it's a matchup thing. It's week to week. Um, Brandon Ayuk, though, he's, he's starting to come on strong, starting to get more involved. Uh, Debo Samuel did get a little banged up in this game. Uh, there was a report that it's nothing serious, but something to keep an eye on if he's limited at all. Um, but Brandon Ayuk, yeah, he's looking like the better downfield receiver in this offense. Six catches for 115 yards.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he's definitely looking good. Uh and the 49ers improving to four and three. Uh that's that's they will take that, especially with their their defense and in the beginning of the year just getting banged up. Uh that's something that the 49ers 49ers will take um moving on to the next matchup we got the Jacksonville Jaguars going up against the LA Chargers now uh the Chargers defeating the Jaguars 39 to 29 and I think the main story the big story on this game is my man, the rookie, Justin Herbert, just going absolutely nutty. Uh, three touchdowns, 347 yards. This rookie is is looking prettier and prettier when the games go on, getting his first dub. Uh, what do you think about this rookie and this Chargers team?
1: Um, It's good to see him get his first victory. He was 0-4 as a starter coming into this game, but he had been competitive. I mean, they took the Chiefs into overtime, should have got a win against the Saints. Um the chargers game was never really in question or the, uh, not the chargers, the Buccaneers game was never really um, there, but uh, yeah, Justin Herbert, I think that he's looking really good. He added 66 yards on nine carries and a rushing touchdown as well, led their team in rushing. Um, When they get Austin Eckler back later this season, uh, they finally got Keenan Allen back. He had a big day, 10 catches for 125 yards. Um, I think that their team's going to be they're not going to be pushing for a playoff spot but I think Justin Herbert's definitely the future and he's showing that a lot of people had questions but he can play and put up big numbers for this Chargers team.
0: Yeah, and you know, I did inherit him, you know, a couple of weeks ago and I'm pretty happy because with Menshu, uh, you know, Rumors are flying that, you know, he could possibly get benched. Uh, he he had a little bit under 100, I mean, 200 yards, two touchdowns, but uh, only compete, completed 14 of his 27 attempts. But I'm telling you what, Justin Herbert, I'm happy I got him. Good guy. To, he saved my butt fantasy-wise. He did. He saved my tushy over four, 40 points. Um, I'm very happy I threw him in the lineup uh over uh the menchu. So, you know, with the with the running game, you know, kind of a messy situation. You know, uh Joshua Kelly, the rookie, got more of the carries this week with 12, only 29 yards. Justin Jackson um was kind of you know thrown underneath the rug there. I mean last week Justin Jackson looked good uh but this week only five carries for 12 yards but the receiving game it was Mr. Allen uh, he was just getting big play after big play. The dude looked awesome. 10, ca- ten catches for 125 yards, no touchdowns, but you know, if you're getting those amount of looks, you don't really need a touchdown. He just looked good.
1: Yeah. And I mean, Jalen Guyton, uh, another wide receiver they have in there, just an absolute mm-hmm. speed burner. Uh, two catches for 84 yards, had a 70 yard touchdown catch. Justin Herbert throws a really pretty deep ball and his receivers are catching it. So that's, that adds another dimension to their game that they were never going to get with Tyrod Taylor throwing the ball for him.
0: Right. Absolutely. I mean, you could, you could just tell, I mean, me, I had Allen begin the year, and the, just the connection wasn't there with Tyrod Taylor. Uh, the connection is definitely there with the rookie. Uh, moving on to the Jaguars team, uh, I tell you what, that rookie Robinson, uh, James Robinson, just look—he just had a, this is a great game. Got a touchdown in receiving. Got a touchdown on the ground. 20, carried it 22 times for 119 yards. Um, this, you know, is so. Just looking on the future, Scotty, could this be a keeper for Keegan? Cause he has James Robinson. Is he a keeper kind of guy?
1: Uh, he shouldn't be. I mean, he's somebody that, yeah, he's producing. He's really the only thing on that offense. That's um, worth anything. Gardner Minshew. He's probably going to get benched. Mike Glennon's going to come in. Um, who's just a statue back there. Not going to add that those rollouts getting out of the pocket, moving around and slinging it. Um, I mean, this Jacksonville team is bad. They're obviously tanking. They traded away everybody. Um, you're throwing out Gardner Minshew, a sixth round pick, James Robinson, as your running back, who's an undrafted free agent. Um, and then the receiving game, there's nothing really to speak of there. DJ Chark, a guy who I had big expectations for a lot of people did even on a bad team. Mm -hmm. One catch for 26 yards. He had seven targets like Minshew's just not throwing him the ball accurately. Um, and they're just kind of putting him to waste. Maybe he's somebody that gets traded. Because he's talented, he's a big guy, catches the ball well, yeah. but he's just, they just not connecting like they did last year. Um, and, I mean, you're looking at their receiving groups. They have LaViscus Shanault, Jr., the rookie they drafted, three catches for 44 yards. James O'Shaughnessy, a tight end, three catches for 32. And then, yeah, I mean, it's, it's James Robinson and nobody else on this offense. And I think that they're just going to get worse, especially when they bench Minshew here in a couple weeks.
0: No, uh, you know it's it's gonna happen, and I was kind of shocked by it. But I mean, they're at the point where they won week one, and they just they've tanked ever since, and they're one and six. Now they're you know thinking about oh well. Do we want do we want Lawrence or you know I'm sure lots of lots of decisions will be made and I, I think if they want to tank they can't have Menchu in there because he's a he's a winner he's a competitor he's not going to give up so I mean it's not a bad decision for Jacksonville so we will see uh, you know moving on to the next game I think our last game uh, this one was a it was a fun one to watch uh, Sunday night football the Arizona Cardinals defeating the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, giving them their first loss of the, of the, of the year, 37-34 to 34 in overtime. Uh, this was an exciting game, Scotty. Did you watch this one? I'm sure oh, you did.
1: Yes, I did. It was nice having it on the Sunday night game, uh, a game that was originally supposed to be played at 4 o'clock, but they moved the schedule around. Uh, they moved the – supposed to be originally the Buccaneers and the Raiders playing Sunday night football, but with the Raiders dealing with some COVID issues, they moved them back in case the game had to get postponed. They wanted to have a Sunday night football game. And I can't complain because uh, this game was awesome. Mm. Um, The Cardinals coming back in the last few minutes, Kyler Murray moving the ball down the field to get them to overtime, and then Cardinals eventually winning it in overtime. I think the big news here is that Russell Wilson throwing three interceptions and especially a couple of costly ones. I mean, they came out in the first drive, went right down the field, scored a touchdown, and you just thought, wow, this is going to be a blowout. And then the Cardinals just kept hanging around, uh, kept moving the ball, kept scoring touchdowns. Um, Tyler Lockett, my goodness, what a game Mm. from him. His second three-touchdown game of the year, Uh, 15 Mm, catches mm, for 200 yards and three touchdowns, just absolutely torching the Cardinals' secondary. Um, Chris Carson left with an injury, so he didn't do a lot, 34 yards on five carries. Carlos Hyde filled in nicely. 68 yards rushing, 15 carries, and a touchdown. Um, but the, the quarterbacks were definitely the stars of the show. Russell Wilson, 388 yards and three touchdowns to go along with those three interceptions. And also 84 yards rushing for Russell Wilson. Right. I mean, big day for him, but just didn't get it done like he normally does. Um, on the Arizona side, Kyler Murray, uh, 360 yards passing, three touchdowns, only one interception and then had 67 yards and a touchdown on the ground. So both of these quarterbacks were exciting. Both of them are under six foot tall, which, I mean, my goodness, how often do you see that in the NFL, two short quarterbacks just absolutely right. going at it like these guys were?
0: Yeah. And, you know, stick with the, the Seattle, I mean, you got, yeah, the lockage is going nuts. He had 20 targets. That is awesome. I mean, that's crazy. And you got, you know, of course, DK Metcalf, did not have a, a good game offensively, but I'll tell you what, he only had two catches of 23 yards, but did you see, Scotty, that uh, that saving uh, tackle DK Metcalf had? He started from the end zone, uh, Russell threw an interception, and you just saw the speed on DK Metcalf. Dear Lord, he like, like tackled, uh, you know, uh, it was a, a touchdown saving tackle. And you does it, like you just press the button on DK Metcalf and the speed on that man, holy moly! Does he have speed?
1: Yeah, and I mean it's incredible for how big the guy is. We've all seen the right. shirtless photos where he looks like he's a bodybuilder trying out for Mister Olympia or a Mister Olympic, whatever the the bodybuilding <laughs> competition is. And he just, I mean, the way that guy moves, it's it's unfair. He doesn't seem like he should be a real person. Looks like he should be just a video game character. And yeah, mm. he chased that, that corner down that um, defender for the Cardinals. And I think they ended up holding him to a field goal or maybe it was yeah. the field goal that he missed. And so, yeah, he, he definitely changed the game and in overtime, he, uh, if there mm-hmm. wasn't a holding call, he caught a screen pass from Russell Wilson in overtime and just absolutely stiff arms. The guy breaks the tackle, takes it to the house. Think the game's over gets called back on a hold. And we all know the ending Cardinals ended up winning, but yeah, DK Metcalf mm. is just, just a baller, an awesome guy to watch play.
0: Right. Kenyon Drake went down with an injury. Um, yeah. I'm not sure. I haven't gotten any updates recently. I know he was expected to, uh, yeah, he'll undergo an MRI for x-rays. I mean, I know some of them were negative. Uh, I'm not sure yet, but keep your eye on Kenyon Drake, and it, it could be the, the Chase Edmonds show. And Chase Edmonds, I'll tell you why. I mean, he was. He was pretty good in the, in the in the receiving game. He caught all of his targets, seven catches for eighty-seven yards. But uh, you know, Christian Kirk had two touchdowns. He's looking good. He's available in most leagues. But my man Hopkins caught it ten times for one hundred and three yards, touchdown there. Um, Hopkins is just you know looking prettier and prettier every week. Uh, the Cardinals improving to five and two. Very good game for the Cardinals. Yep,
1: and yeah, Chase Edmonds definitely a guy that's if. Kenyon Drake's going to miss any time. Chase Edmonds is Mm. plugging in. He he had five carries for 58 yards, seven catches for 87. So that's a huge day for him. Kenyon Drake just, I don't know what's different this year from last year, but even when he was in there and healthy, I mean, 14 carries for 34 yards. And so he's just not looked as explosive this year as he did last year.
0: Right. Right. It's kind of, it's kind of disappointing. And of course him being one of my keepers, um, it, it's yeah and uh, i'm already lacking in running backs with with chubb going out and of course one of my other keepers for net not doing doing keeper kind of things and you know it's definitely hurting but we will see hopefully it's not too serious um so i think that wraps up all the games that happened yesterday scotty we got one tonight the chicago bears going up against the four and two rams what do you think about this game
1: i think it's going to be a good game i think that um we're going to find out a lot about both of these teams. Um, we've all talked about the Bears, 5-1. and one. They've had, I think all of their games have been within a touchdown. Um, so they've all been close. Uh, other than the Buccaneers game, they haven't really excited people. The Bucks game, their defense looked really good. Um, but with the Rams, I mean, they're 4-2. and two. All four of their wins have came against the NFC East teams, which is just awful this year. So we're going to find Mm -hmm. out a lot about both of these guys. Uh, The Rams are favored by six points, which I think is a bit high. I think that that's kind of disrespectful to the bears. Um, Right. We'll see. I think it's going to be a really good game. Um, I'm not sure if it's going to be super high scoring. Uh, The bears defense is really good. And this uh, defense of the Rams. I mean, you have Jalen Ramsey, you have Aaron Donald. Uh, We'll see if the bears are able to move the ball and put up points consistently against these guys, but. Should be a really good game. Um, I think that I think I might have the Bears squeaking out a victory here. I think that they their offense is good enough to move the ball, and I think the Rams just haven't played anybody like the Bears this year yet.
0: I I agree with you, Scotty. Believe it or not, I think the Bears end up winning. Um, I, I you know I I think the defense, like you said, with the Rams, I think the Bears is a different kind of defense, and I think I like what the Bears can do tonight. Against the Rams. Uh, going on a 15 on ESPN should be an excited one. Uh, Scotty, thank you so much for joining us. Do you have any last words or comments? Uh, moving on to next week.
1: Nope. Um, one thing I will say is that next Monday night, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers travel to New York uh, to take mm-hmm. on the Giants. Uh, Tom Brady revenge tour against the Giants, who have cost him two Super Bowl victories. Uh, First game for the Buccaneers with Antonio Brown in their lineup. Um, I expect big things out of the Bucs next week, next Monday night football.
0: Oh, yeah, should be a good one. Another exciting uh, game there. So we will see. Uh, We will be on tomorrow discussing uh, the FLOG matchups, pretty good ones. And we'll go over last night's game. So thank you so much again, Scotty. And thank you so much for listening. You have listened to the FLOGcast Network. Stay safe.